0: do take a seat. Tonight's reading is Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 34, going to chapter 9, verse 1, and it can be found on page 1012 in the Red Bibles. We have Bibles in other languages and versions available at the back, and the page numbers for those are on the screen. Mark, chapter 8, beginning at verse 34. Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I just break the stage as I stand up. Uh, Lydia, thank you very much for reading. Um, Shall we pray uh, as we come and look at that? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power of the cross and the empty grave. Lord, we thank you that it does set us free. So lift our eyes to see the Lord Jesus tonight. And Lord, may we want to follow him uh, from what we see. Amen. Uh, Do keep Mark chapter 8 open in front of you? We're going to be spending a few minutes uh, looking at that So um, if, if I haven't met you, I'm James. I'm the curate um, here. And it is wonderful um, to have uh, MIO um, with us uh, this evening. Uh, of course, uh, MIO is the only international event uh, happening in Manchester at the moment. The cricket is also going on. Let me just check. Uh, England haven't won yet, but they also haven't lost. So that's a good start. Um, you know, we've got people coming from uh, all over the world um, to Manchester. Uh, hopefully you get to meet some of them. Maybe some of them will be cricket fans. Uh, you know, f- for our American friends, cricket is uh, you know—it's a game a bit like baseball, but simpler, and we're good at it. Um, so you know, maybe that'll get you on track. Someone can teach you later. Um, anyway... Uh, uh, why, why am I even talking about cricket? I want to talk actually about a cricketer um, who was a household name uh, in the 1880s. Now, now don't worry if you're not into cricket. Uh, he's actually a lot more to this guy. Um, here he is. Um, you know this is how all cricketers clearly should dress. Uh, his name is Charles Thomas Studd. C.T. Studd, um, as he is commonly known. Uh, he uh, grew up in luxury uh, in England. Uh, he was educated at Eton. He got a degree from Cambridge University. And he had a wonderful cricketing career. Uh, he played in the match that became the Ashes. It started off, in fact, on the Ashes urn, his name is still one of the names that is, is on it. Um, here is a guy... Uh, who had a lot going for him. He had fame, he had money, he had uh, great job prospects, a successful career uh, ahead of him. Um, But he gave it all up. Uh, When his father died, uh, C.T. Studd inherited £29,000. I think this is back in the 1880s, that's a lot of money. He gave it all away to Christian work. Then he gave up even more. He left everything he knew uh, and became a missionary in China. Now, what possesses a man who has all this to give away his money, his career, his settled, stable life in England, and go to a country that he doesn't know, to people he doesn't understand, to something he may never return from? Well, listen to what he said. He said, I know that cricket would not last and honour would not last and nothing in this world would last, but it was worthwhile living for the world to come. Or another time he said this, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. Now here is a man who got Mark 8, 24 to one? Here is a man who is willing to deny himself, take up his cross and follow Jesus. And it's the reasons that he's willing to do so, the, re- the reasons that Jesus gives in this passage that I want us to, to focus on tonight. Uh, if you are... Um, joining us, as many of you are, we're in a series where we've been working our way uh, through a bit of Mark's Gospel, um, seeing who Jesus is. Uh, and this is part of the turning point in the Gospel. Um, so if you look back a few verses, uh, in, in verse 29, uh, Peter has just uh, declared that Jesus is Messiah. Uh, and so the disciples are starting to get it. But as, as verses 31 to 33 showed that we saw last week, they haven't quite fully got it yet. They haven't quite got the fact that Jesus has to die and has to rise again. Uh, and just imagine if you were there hearing that, the surprise that would have been there to hear this Messiah, this great, awaited, promised one is going to die and rise again. But then imagine the surprise when Jesus says, and "If you want to follow me, you're going to do the same." Look at verse 34. Then he called the crowds to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take and take up their cross and follow me. So it's about a full commitment to Jesus. You've got to be all in, skin in the game. Full commitment to Jesus. Now the, the The problem is that in today, in the UK particularly, that kind of idea of taking up your cross has become a bit of an idiom just for doing something hard. You know, I've got to go and clean the toilets, but don't worry, I'll take up my cross uh, and and do it. And that kind of lessens the force of what Jesus is saying here. Um, Perhaps if I put it this way, um, it'll pick it up a little bit for, for us. Deny yourself, take the lethal injection, follow me. It's an all or nothing commitment. You know, think, of, think of those, those three ph- phrases deny yourself. You know, it's no longer about uh, living for yourself, your motives, your desires. Uh, and in some ways, uh, as Christians, uh, as people who want to be disciples of Jesus, there are things that we will give up. For some, of course, it's far bigger than others. You know, people have been maybe alienated from families. It may be having to deny uh, uh, the pleasure that you used to get from a, from some sin. It, it it may be giving up time in the service of God and His kingdom. But as disciples of Jesus, He's saying, "Deny yourself because you're no longer number one. I am. We've got something greater to live for. And take up your cross." The Christian life will involve suffering. The the New Testament, I think, is very clear on that. But I think in some ways, this is actually going further than just suffering. It's being giving your whole life to Jesus. Being so committed in some way that you're you're willing to die for Jesus. Thankfully, that isn't something that we literally have to do in this country. Although, of course, um, there are our brothers and sisters around the world where that is a genuine threat. But it is like throwing off, putting to death uh, an old self, an old way of living, uh, and being willing uh, to live in a new way—a way that follows Jesus. Follow me, he says. You see, it's no longer for yourself; it's living for Jesus. I mean, that's the best way to live anyway. It's the way we're we're designed. But it means doing things that, uh, for His purpose, to bring salvation. Uh, in the words that we speak, the actions uh, that we do to others. It means giving him the honour. It means giving him the praise and the worship that he deserves. Follow him. Be obedient to what he has to say. Can you see that that following Jesus can't be a half measure? It's all in. But it's also totally worth it. And that's what Jesus is going to come on and explain to us. Uh, but just before we get on to that, can I just say that um, in two weeks' time, uh, we're going to be doing a, a service on everyday, called Everyday Discipleship, uh, and we are going to look at three people, here, three biographies of people who have done this in various different ways. Uh, nor, normal people who live in the UK, um, who have in various ways denied themselves, taken up the cross, and followed Jesus. So if you want to think more about actually what... Uh, that looks like, then come back in two weeks' time um, and hear more. Tonight, I want to focus uh, on why someone would do that, why someone like C.T. Studd would give up everything he had to go be a missionary in China, Uh, why you, it is worth for you and for me giving that full commitment to Jesus. And it's all because of eternity and eternal life. Verses 35 to 38 um, give us four reasons why this full commitment to Jesus is worth it. In in the original uh, Greek, all all four verses begin with the word for. So if you look at verse 35, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. For what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? For what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the hungry angels. Can you see how all those reasons, those four reasons that Jesus gives, talk about why it's worth doing something now in light of eternity? Eternal life's at stake. Perhaps uh, this will help us think it through. Um, There is a now and there's a future. Let's just focus on the now um, at the moment. Uh, Because in the now, you can uh, either save your life or lose your life. Uh, That's what Jesus is saying. You can gain the whole world, uh, which is save your life, or you can take up your cross, which is to lose your life. And if you believe that this world is all there is, then it's pretty obvious which one you're going to do, isn't it? If this world is all there is, you're going to save your life now. You're going to eat, you're going to drink, you're going to be merry. You're going to live life to the max. You're going to do those 50 things you must do before you die. You, know, you see it all the time, do When I was working uh, for a software company, I saw it in my colleagues. He, they just wanted to earn more and more money. So the salespeople, how did you motivate them? You gave them big commission and bonuses. The graduates, always looking for that that promotion that came with the next pay rise. The cleaner, who had uh, two other jobs just to uh, get enough money in. Why? So they could have the next holiday, buy the new house, take the early retirement, live life to the max here and now. I wonder actually if it will be the case for many of the international students you meet uh, at M.I.O. They've come to the UK to get the better degree, to give themselves more opportunities in the future, so that they uh, can live in this world in a better way. And it makes sense. If you believe now all there is, all there is, I mean, that's what I'd totally get behind. And can I just say, actually, uh, just impossible. I'm not saying having a good degree or a well-paid job or anything is wrong. I'm thinking about the motivations here. Are are, are they to save life now? Are they to gain the whole world? Because it does only make sense if there's no future. So actually one of the things worth chatting about with people we meet at M.I.O. or or all our friends and families is is what they think about the future. Do they think there's a heaven? How, How do you get there? Because decisions about life now affects eternity. About Jesus now affects everlasting life. Because as well as a saving life and, and losing life in this world, they're saving life and losing life in the future. Now, of course, uh, now, what, 70, 80, 90 years? The future, we're talking about eternity. And look what Jesus says in verse 35. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Saving your life now is losing life in the future. But whoever loses their life for me in the gospel will save it. Losing life now leads to saving your life in the future. See, there's no point in earning all the money in the world, having the best experiences this world can offer, if it means your life is lost in eternity. None of the wealth that you'll have amassed. None of the experiences that you've enjoyed can be exchanged for your soul at that point. So that's what Jesus is saying. But if you're willing to lose your life now for Christ, for the sake of his gospel, then your soul is saved in eternity. You gain something actually that's much better, much more secure than anything this world has to offer. Look at verse 38. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his his Father's glory with the holy angels. Rejects Jesus now, he'll reject you before the Father. But by implication, accepts Jesus now, and he'll accept you before the Father. The only way to the Father is through Jesus, through what he did on the cross, his death and his resurrection. And by his grace, uh, that is offered to all of us. But without coming through him, there is no way in. And does that show the urgency of things like M.I.O.? How many people are there who need to hear this message, need to hear the warning of verse 38? And they need to hear the good news. That there is a richer, a better experience, more pleasure than this world can offer waiting in heaven. And so it's worth denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Jesus. Losing our lives now to gain uh, the world. It's because of eternal life. Uh, And Jesus goes on to remind his disciples in verse 1 that that eternity is coming. It's a comfort, actually, to them. Um, Because taking up your cross won't go on forever. That's one good thing. Um, But as Jesus died uh, and after three days rose again, so it will be for his disciples. Our path of the cross leads to glory. Glory that's coming. Look at verse 1. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Now, I think the immediate fulfillment uh, of this verse is the transfiguration, which we'll look at uh, next week, uh, which makes sense of the fact that it's uh, some disciples who are there at that moment, seeing Jesus uh, in his power before they died. Um, Jesus' second coming, uh, obviously, they had all died before that, that happened. But I think in the wider context, he does remind us of Jesus' second coming as well, because that's what the transfiguration does. So you'll see Jesus in his power and his glory, and be reminded that that's who he really is, and that's who he's going to come back as. And that's the thing we need to be sure of, that Jesus is coming back. He's coming back with you see, it's when we get that that, as we saw in the diagram, it all makes sense. Why someone could say it's worth denying yourself, taking up your cross and following Jesus. Why it's worth being all in. Because of what you gain. And the Bible is, is, is full of examples of people who do that. Just read Hebrews 11 if you want some of them. But think of Abraham, if you know Abraham. He grew up um, uh, and then gave up his home, his land, everything he knew, and followed where God led him, even though he had no idea where that was going to be. Because he knew he had a heavenly home waiting for him. Or, Or think about Moses. He gave up the riches and splendor of Pharaoh's palace. He became associated uh, with God's people. He followed God's command to return uh, to rescue God's people in the face of the power, most powerful man uh, on the face of the earth. I mean, humanly speaking, it looked impossible. Why did he do that? Hebrews 11, verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his rewards. It's true as you go into the New Testament as well. We see in the Gospels. uh, Disciples who give up their livelihoods and their families to follow Jesus, tax collectors who give back all the money they've stolen. In in Acts, the apostles literally give up their lives. Ten of the twelve of them are, are martyred for their faith. Because they know what's coming. They know eternal life awaits. Uh, and you can see it through many Christians throughout history. You know, C.T. Studd is just one. And um, Pick up you know, a good biography, and they're hugely encouraging. Here's, here's one, the Cambridge Seven. Uh, C.T. Studd was part of the Cambridge Seven. Uh, and it's amazing as you read Christian biographies how many people are motivated by that thought of heaven. Uh, and they're willing to make huge sacrifices now because of that future that awaits them, I'm sure you can think uh, of examples in your own lives uh, where that's happened. You know, there are there are people here today. You know, MI, people from uh, here, MIO. You know, have travelled from America, Japan, Netherlands. Huge sacrifices, money, time, effort, energy, to do something uh, that will benefit the future. They know following Jesus is worth it. And loads of people here do that. I know. And it might be actually that we also need to think if there's other areas that God is calling us to do that. Maybe it's something to to chat about over food afterwards. Uh, Is there some way that God is choosing or or calling me uh, to do something for him, to make a sacrifice for him and his kingdom, lose my life now, knowing I'm gaining life in the future? Because let's be reminded it's worth it. If you are here tonight and you're not yet a follower of of Jesus, and you've been listening, you've been seeing Jesus as we've gone along, can you see why it is totally worth it to follow him? Eternity matters. It goes goes on forever. It's why many people here have given their lives to Jesus. Because they know whatever sacrifice it takes now, it leads to that eternity. And, And if, as many of us are, following Jesus tonight, then can I say, can we know for certain that what, however, in whatever ways, and it'll be different for all of us, we've had to deny ourselves, we've had to take up our crosses, we've, we've had to uh, suffer, um, and we may suffer even more in the future for our faith. Uh, we may have to, um, some of us may go back to somewhere where we might lose our lives, Some of us will metaphorically have to lose an aspect of our lives to keep following Jesus, give something up. Can we see that it's totally worth it? Can that motivate us uh, to keep going? Because no worldly pleasure now is worth comparing to what is ahead. What is ahead is going to be far better than anything you might be tempted to give it up for now. Because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back with power and glory with the holy angels. And on that day, he'll look at us. On that day, he'll look at us and he'll see the marks of our crosses that we've had to bear. Just as as when we see him, we'll see the mark of the cross that he bore to take our sin and our shame and our punishment so that we could be free. And as we see his marks and he sees ours and he knows uh, that we have followed him, he'll welcome us into his Father's presence. And any loss of life now will be gained a million times over then. The 70, 80, 90 short lived years you've had to endure now will soon be overtaken with the eternal glory that goes on forever and ever in his presence. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made a way back to you through the Lord Jesus. We know that it's not always an easy way, that it will involve uh, pain and suffering at times. Uh, we may have to sacrifice a lot. We may want to sacrifice a lot. But Jesus, we know that it is worth it because of what's awaiting. We know that losing life now however difficult that is, will save our life in the future. So, Lord, may this be a message that goes out from here. We don't just keep it to ourselves. In a world that is trying to save itself in so many different ways, may we go and show that the only way to the Father is through the the Lord Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we praise you and thank you for him tonight. Amen.